Hello, I'm Audrey and I'm Christy and this is Staying Home with A&C. Alright, so what are you drinking today? I am drinking chamomile tea with some honey because for the past seven days I have been sick. This is my first day of feeling um, good, good and um, actually having a strong voice. And uh, God only knows where I got that little virus. <laughs> yep, um, which is why we're doing this a day later than normal. Right, because right. I sounded horrible. <laughs> I also have camel meal tea. Oh. Mine is the honey. Oh, okay. Oh, mine is the honey? I mine thought you meant like mine is the honey. Oh, no. <laughs> no, mine is honey. I don't have any honey in mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, good. All right, so today we're going to talk about some really cool stories we found in historic newspapers, right? Um, yes, I kind of found mine on a website that wasn't through a newspaper, but it was kind of like a, a really um, popular topic. Okay. Um, but through readersdigest.com. Oh. Okay. So we, we're doing this because, like, you know, we were talking about um, different topics to do, and oh, everyone's been talking about, like, Tiger King and these really bizarre yes. stories. I got, okay, let me hold, let me, let me just stop it right there. <laughs> I was able to get through, what, episode two? Yeah. Or was it even episode three? I don't know. I had a real hard time with that yeah. that whole thing. And yeah. I know it's fascinating. Usually I'm like true crime, want to know all the details, having my morning coffee with it. But this is something about this with the animals. Oh, the and, tigers. I know. And I just, I couldn't. There was, I can't even remember what scene I just said, I'm done. Yeah. And I just <laughs> walked out. No, it was definitely hard to watch on on some points, but it, it it's just a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we just watched another docu-series, um, which I forget what's called now, but about this, like, illegal baby adoption ring. Oh, jeez, yeah. Which is just a whole other insane story. Yeah, yeah. So there's all these crazy stories out there. Um, we have all kinds of time to watch them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my story is not insane okay uh, but that kind of is, is what led us to these this topic of looking into newspapers and these and yeah. different stories yeah mine I think yours is going to be a little bit more fun than mine but it's more mine's like just kind of um squashing um myths you know different mm -hmm. myths on um different subjects so um do you want me to go ahead yeah okay. go ahead so um my topic is um, actually for my son, Thomas, and I'm sure he's listening right now with his morning <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> Hopefully. And um, I just went on uh, readersdigest.com, and when I was young and growing up, um, we always had Reader's Digest in our house, and I liked them a lot because mm -hmm. you could, you know, read short stories and get all kinds of facts and vocabulary words and really cool. But anyway, so my topic is... Dinosaurs. Okay, but just like I know, uh, we went in the household. We went through several phases of dinosaurs, and um, I actually felt like I think we read every single um, library book about dinosaurs, and I learned how to pronounce them. 
a long, long time ago. But so forgive me if I don't pronounce them correctly, Thomas. Um, <laughs> you can text me later and let me know what I messed up, okay? So um, a lot of people think that dinosaurs are extinct. Well. Are they not? They're not. Um, they think they died 65 million years ago, but if you look at things, uh, birds like blue jays and pigeons and hummingbirds ah. and seagulls flying around, then guess what? They're flying around with the same dinosaur genes. And according to paleontologist Steve Braschetti, author of the book, The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, today's birds evolved from dinosaurs, which mm -hmm. makes them every bit as much of a dinosaur as T-Rex or Triceratops. Okay. Now, so, that, that, to interrupt you yes, briefly, please. that <laughs> kind of reminds me as, you know, I'm a um, genetics nerd, um, yes. very interested in, in human evolution. Um, right. And so humans have, modern day humans have Neanderthal, Yes. DNA. So it's yes. very similar to, the, to you know, we're modern Neanderthals, essentially. We are homo sapiens, but yeah. we're, we're more, um, we're a different strand of homo sapiens. Yeah, but I wonder, you know, I think it's because, well, no, I guess it is a comparison. It's almost like an SAT question, although I never took the SAT. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, why is it easier for people to think about that comparison mm -hmm. and think, okay, that makes sense, but yet, yeah. you know, no, dinosaurs died out when, in fact, yeah. they really are yeah. all around us. Yeah. Um, so there are several myths um, that the, this uh, website was like, okay, you really need to pay attention to these things. Um, myth one is that dinosaurs were scaly lizards. And it says not necessarily um, because there are thousands of fossils of feather-covered cover dinosaurs that have been found in China over the last two de hmm. decades, Bruschetti said. Um, okay, in fact, fossils show that a cousin of the T-Rex called... I hope I'm saying this right. You, you, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just Google uh, cousin of T Rex. <laughs> yeah, cousin of T Rex. Why? It begins with a Y, so we'll just call it Y. Okay. Okay. Um, was covered in a downy fluff. Um, oh. mm -hmm. And it, it probably didn't make him less scary to its prey, though. Yeah. Um, feathers would have helped dinosaurs regulate their body temperature, so they would. So they would have been particularly helpful to smaller animals such as Velociraptors. <laughs> I know what they are. <laughs> Even the biggest plant eaters might have had a little fuzz, like the tufts on hair. On elephants. Ooh. Oh. oh. That's pretty cool. I never even... Now, that was never well, in one of those books. Well, like, <laughs> I really mammoths. Yeah, but I mean, I can just picture when you say elephant with a little tuff. Yeah. You know, I guess that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, this what? is going to be a stupid question. Were woolly mammoths dinosaurs? No. No, that's Ice Age. That's different. Ice Age. Okay, yeah. That's different. I'm sorry, okay. Thomas. <laughs> sorry. Stop spinning out your coffee already. Okay. <laughs> okay, a myth. Uh, another myth. Dinosaurs were cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because um, scientists can tell by looking at microscopic structure of dinosaur bones that they grew rapidly and only animals like birds and mammals with fa fast metabolisms were well regulated about body temperatures do that <laughs> it explains why dinosaurs evolved to have feathers for insulation but it's 
not totally clear, totally clear whether the body temperatures worked exactly like ours. Mm. Um, so there were different types of, of warm-blooded. Um, let's see, what's another myth here? Oh, they were all grayish green, when in fact they were, dinosaurs were quite colorful. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the, uh, the paleontologists can tell what colors some of them were because they found really well-preserved fossilized feathers containing structures called melanin, say it with me, melanosomes, melanosomes, you know, melan, um, melanin, melanin in your, and then put zomes on the end of that. So yeah. there we go. That's the word. <laughs> I'm terrible with stuff like that. But anyway. <laughs> You'd never know I was an English major. <laughs> well, the other thing that's really interesting about we have proof of like what col- colors some of these dinosaurs were, but we have no idea what they sounded like. Hmm. Absolutely no. Like they could have been dogs barking. Like T Rex could have been like a yappy little Yorkie, and we'd have no idea. Oh, we only know the the um fantas- you know fantastical yeah. way they've been. We're, we're guessing. Well, I guess it would be similar to, you know, birds, how Mm -hmm. they call and stuff like that. I guess that's where the assumption is made. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I never even thought about that. That's so so bizarre. They're kind of like recording devices back then. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't even, they couldn't even talk from caveman to caveman. It was like, well, there weren't even cavemen. (laughs) I know, that's what I'm saying. They couldn't even do that. Okay. (laughs) Flintstones lied to us. (laughs) Now, there was a brontosaurus in uh, the Flintstones. Um... And yes, I watched the Flintstones well, a lot. Of course. Yabba dabba do. I did too. <laughs> On boomerang. So anyway, these uh, these uh, zomes that we were speaking of, mm-hmm. <laughs> melanin zomes, uh, they held pigments in different shapes and arrangements indicate what colors they were. So uh, it's one of the most amazing things that's happened in my lifetime as a scientist, Bruschetti said. That's interesting. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, it says here, for example, a small uh, carnivorous dinosaur in northeastern China called, and it begins with an S, and it ends with an X. (laughs) (laughs) And it has a lot of syllables in it. But that one probably had a striped brown tail and a raccoon-like bandit mask. Interesting. Yeah. So Thomas, go ahead and text me that one. <laughs> He's my. We're gonna get. A, we're gonna get a, <laughs> ding, a, ding, a recording ding. of him just saying all of these. That'll be helpful. Actually, it pronounced pronounced like this. <laughs> Maybe I should have called him and asked him <laughs> yeah. for these pronunciation. But this is so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> recognizing my ignorance is a lot. <laughs> Okay, at least he didn't ask if a woolly mammoth was a dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> Even I knew that. Okay. And I'm we surrounded. have our moment. <laughs> okay. Um, and what another myth is that the skeletons of the biggest dinosaurs were, of course, the first ones that caught the attention of fossil hunters. But mm-hmm. um, they came, like I said, in all different sizes and shapes. Right. And uh, some of them could be as big as passenger airplanes. Wow. Wow. But many di- that's huge. That's huge. Well, look uh look at the um look at a whale like a Yeah, that's true. I mean those are um those are dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> but many dinosaurs were tiny, Bruschetti said. Some were only the size of pigeons. So you had I mean, gosh, that's crazy. Well think about now. Think about the little tiny hummingbird compared yeah. to the big ostrich. Yeah. Or like a hummingbird compared to a whale shark. Right. Crazy. That's wild. Crazy. 
Okay, um, let's see if I have any more interesting ones here. Magic Tree House did not teach me that. I miss the Magic Tree House. Me too. Um, Magic Tree House taught me that women were not allowed to perform in Shakespearean times. And ooh. my little, you know, five year old, six year old feminist self was like, that's not fair. <laughs> Which, yeah, I wonder where you got that. And then from. I became an actor. <laughs> You were always an actor. <laughs> she says exhaustingly. <laughs> no, enthusiastically. Okay, I think I'll end on this last myth that okay. they um, moved really fast. Hmm. Although T-Rex, is, is there's another myth about T-Rex. Maybe I'll end with that one. But dinosaurs moved really fast. Um, some did, like the raptor dinosaurs. And some were very slow, like the big long-necked dinosaurs. Hmm. Brontosaurus. Um, Bruschetti did a study and showed that Tyrannosaurus probably didn't go much faster than jogging, than a jogging human based on the stress running, based on the stress running would have put on its massive foot bones. Based on the stress, comma, people (laughs) running would have put on uh, massive foot bones. So well, a T-Rex couldn't run that fast. They could not run that fast. Like huh. a jogging human. Now, a jogging human before quarantine. <laughs> because that's now, that's with true. the extra insulation that we all have mm-hmm. from sitting around and right. baking and, and baking. making meals. Mm-hmm. And, and like, oh, okay, let's do some yoga today. All right, yeah. that's enough. That's enough. Okay, <laughs> let's go around the, we went the block. We okay. our walk and then that was it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, yeah, no, no faster than a jogging human. Mm. That's pretty wild, That's isn't really it? interesting. There's, um, I remember watching <laughs> Jurassic World, which is the new Jurassic oh, right, with, right, like, right. Chris Pratt. Um, and there was, like, a scene that came out that was, like, everyone was kind of talking about because the, t- the uh, woman, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, the actress mm-hmm. was running away from the T-Rex and people were like, she's running in high heels. Like, how is she running? But now that we, you know, if, it, yeah. you know, maybe she's a fast runner can just run faster in heels. So that actually, that scene makes sense that yeah. she's able to run away from a T-Rex in heels because maybe she's just a fast runner in heels. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but the, 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 um, people that are watching that movie aren't thinking no. about that. <laughs> no. but, um, they're, not, they're not thinking about the stress that the T-Rex's weight puts on the, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, let me just end on the Tyrannosaurus um, that people think that it stood upright like a Godzilla, and it's no. <laughs> like Godzilla. Yeah, some people do, in mm-hmm. an upright position with their tails on the ground. But researchers have known since, 19, since the 1960s that they actually must have held their bodies horizontally. Mm. Uh, somehow the message doesn't seem to be getting to the public. When a Cornell <laughs> paleontologist asked students to draw a picture of Tyrannosaurus rest, Rex, um, most drew it upright. I think popular culture usually takes a long time to catch up to current scientific thinking. You think so? Or maybe it's just bad artistic skills. <laughs> uh, no. Think about what that sentence says. Yeah. I think popular culture mm-hmm. usually takes a long time yeah. to catch up to current scientific thinking. Hmm, mm-hmm. where else might that apply? <laughs> oh, I'm done. <laughs> Right, we'll end on that. We'll end on that that note. Um, so my story uh-huh. is much. I think it's interesting, but it's not as interesting as dinosaurs. Well, 
Um, so this this is a story um, found on uh, morningsonmaplestreet.com. But oh, I like the sound of that <laughs> website. I know. <laughs> um, but it's it's a story about a settler uh, named Noah Allen. Mm. And he had written to the Oxford Times in Wisconsin um, a letter mm-hmm. about him, his experience basically as a settler 150 oh, okay. years ago, you know, okay. a settler in Wisconsin. <laughs> and it's really kind of sweet. Oh, that's good, <laughs> um, yeah. So the, this... Um, Newspaper was published on July 22nd, 1915. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the Oxford Times in Wisconsin. Um, but let me tell you about Noah Allen, who wrote the uh, letter. He he was born in 1827 in Vermont, mm-hmm. and he married um, an Elizabeth, who was from England. Okay. So she came over from England, and they married in 1849. Okay, so uh, 2749, so, okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so it was about 22 when he got mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. Um, by 1850, so a year later, uh-huh. they were living in Wisconsin. Okay, so wait, wait, they went from Vermont? So he was, was, no, he was born in Vermont. Okay. She was born in England. Okay, right. Um, but and, they married in Vermont. Yes. And then they moved uh, to Wisconsin? Yes, or... That's a long way. Well, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was either uh, Vermont or New York, and we'll get to Okay, to the okay. So, I'm just basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, <laughs> well, Midwest. Mid- no, <laughs> Wisconsin, I'm talking, you went from either New York or, or Vermont. Or Vermont. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, Noah married Elizabeth. Okay. In, in 1849, a year later in 1850, uh, they're living in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, which was then just called Indian Lands. Uh, Rightfully so. It still is Indigenous People's Lands. Yes, um, it is. Indeed, indeed. It's just called Wisconsin now. Um, and they had five children together, Spencer, Helena, Charles, Mark, and Mary. God bless them. Um, and then another one, they adopted a girl named Minnie. So they had, total had six children together. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's yeah. not often heard of. Yeah. Ado- unless, like, unless parents was, died or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Usually adoptions of that time were, like, a niece or nephew or a family friend yeah. or something like that. So um, she could have been one of those. Um, he was a private in the Union Army during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, he was later ordained as a mes- Methodist minister. Go Methodist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he lived on that property in Wisconsin that he moved to in 1850 for the rest of his life. Aww. So he settled there and was a traditional, you know, yeah. settler. Um, and he died on September 21st, 1816, so just 14 months after this letter was published. Oh, um, okay. And I'm just going to read the letter. Yes, please do. I so it's just titled, like Letter from an Old Settler. Oh. And he writes, I was born in Tinmouth. Tinmouth, Vermont, on October 16th, 1827. At that time, there was not a rod of railroad in the United States, the first being built in 1828. When I was five years of age, my parents moved to Wayne County, New York. Mm, okay, okay. So that's where Vermont moved to moved to. Okay. On August 29th, 1849, I was married to Elizabeth Playford, who died three years ago last September. Aww. So this is, so then she had died in 18, or excuse me, 1912. 
Okay. So three years before this was published. Wow. Um, in the year 1850, we settled on the farm near Packwaukee, mm-hmm. Packwaukee, mm-hmm. where I still reside. So he, he lived there from 1850 to 1916. Oh, to 1916 when he passed away, huh? 1916, yep. There is not a tree touched by an axe up to that time. When we came to this part of Wisconsin, there were no shingles and roofs were made out of, were made of shocks. I don't know what shocks are. Huh. Let's look that up. I have to look it up. There were no horses and mm-hmm. money was a scarcity. In winter, we went visiting our neighbors. I would pull my wife and child on a hand, on a hand sled. So he's pulling them through the snow to visit his neighbors. Well, think about this, though. How populated was it when he first went there? And oh, did he help set nothing? Like, so yeah, that's what he Already saying. he it's has nothing. neighbors, right? So where yeah. the kids are small, so he really got he was busy like in original developing this, this town and yeah. neighbor. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. At the time of my arrival, there were no railroads in Wisconsin. The first being built ran from Milwaukee to Madison, and the second from Milwaukee to Wupun. At present, there are four generations living on my farm. Myself, Charles, my son, Harry, my grandson, and great-grandsons, Elroy, Roy, and Howard. I lost my eyesight completely four years ago, but still have a fair appetite, so he's eating well. <laughs> I, will be wow. I will be 88 years of age next October and believe that I am the second oldest man in the county. Signed, N.W. Allen. Oh, that's so, I mean, I can just picture this guy yeah. pulling his kids on this. Yeah. Side. And then, so cool. So, um, when they got married in 1912, did you say? Mm. No. They got married in 1848. 18... 1849, excuse me. 1849. Mm-hmm. And then she died in 1912. Yeah. Okay. So. And, um, so, ba- th- so I just thought this was really sweet, um, letter that this guy just decided that he wanted to write and kind of give a, a peek into life at that time because we you know we can do all the research we want but mm-hmm. that's nothing compared to a first-hand account okay i'm pretty blown away by something yeah they were married in 19 um, excuse me 1849 and she died in 1912 yeah guess how long they were married how long 63 years 63 years is that right um, i think Wow. Everybody who's a mathematician right now is yelling at me. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what's, what's I'm just what's doing that at the top of my... Um, oh, wait a minute. No, that would have been... Oh, yeah. <laughs> can, can we do that? <laughs> yeah, 63 years, right? 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, kind of 1. What? Yep, 63 years. Wow. And he, he died when he was 88 years old then, I guess. Yeah. 88 or 89. Yeah. And he he didn't get married, like, often you hear, like, I know my grandmother was married at 16, for goodness sakes. But, I mean, she wasn't, you know, I don't know how old my great-grandmother was, because that would have been more her time. But mm-hmm. being together with somebody for 63 years, and the fact yeah. that they actually um, made it health-wise, yeah. think about that. Yeah, I mean, he's like, my eyesight, my eyesight's gone, but my appetite's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he included that. He was like, yeah. just so you know, uh-huh. I'm eating well. I'm eating well. <laughs> I just think that's pretty fascinating. I wonder how unusual that is for the times. I mean, I think it would be pretty remarkable yeah. considering. Well, I mean, he was married when he was 22. I think she was born the same year, so they're both 22. So kind of young. I mean, 
young according to me because I'm 22. <laughs> I know, but it, but but in that time, I mean, you've got diseases, you've got illnesses that are, yeah. don't have any cure for, and sure. they were healthy. I mean, they obviously lived a long life together. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. So that was just a little peek into Wisconsin. Oh, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> Your dialect is <laughs> Wisconsin 150 years ago. Wow. 200 years ago. Well, that was fun. I yeah. like the, I like the um the different, you know, ones going scientific and ones yeah. like a little home story, but really that's how um I wish more people would do that. Like just write just or just write down or, you know. Yeah. We get so carried away with just writing texts and even like for congratulations on a wedding or a baby mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, my prayers are with you, you know, yeah. when you pass. But this makes it really personal and you can actually picture yeah, him. and he was like, I wonder what prompted him to write that. Like, he's just decided that he was 88 years old, and he wanted to say, hey, this, I, is, this is what it was like when when I first came here. Right. Nothing. And I, <laughs> and I think that's remarkable, because that could help, you know, future generations to learn how the town was settled, and, you know, his way of um, saying, okay, this is... There's no other way of doing this. You know, mm-hmm. like, we don't have tape recorders, you know. Right. <laughs> so I want somebody to get a hold of this, you know, yeah. to have this information. But, yeah, um, I wonder if any future generations, it'd be interesting to find out how many generations still stayed in Wisconsin yeah. after that. Or, well, you know. the, the person who wrote this on, on this uh, website, Mornings on Maple Street, um, uh, it's a coll- it says a collection of articles, stories, photographs, and much more by Joe Manning. So this is the guy that, that wrote this article about them um, and included the original, the newspaper article. Oh, okay. Um, so, but he, he's the one that uh, he found this and it caught his attention, obviously. And um, he was able to get in touch with one of Elizabeth's, so the Ooh, wife. The wife, okay. Um, one of her descendants who mm-hmm. lives in Ar- Northern Ireland. Oh. Um, so, sh- and they have information on them. So, so um, that's how he was able to learn more about Noah, Allen, and Elizabeth. I like the names, too. Really yeah. cool names. Yeah. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Okay, we'll have to think right. about what we want to do next week. Yeah. If you have any ideas, go ahead and uh, send a little message to us. Let us know. Let us know. Thank you. Thanks. I'm A. And I'm C. And, and we're staying home. Cheers.